get going. So today's daf is daf Samach, page 60, in the Heilige Meseches Ksubis, the Holy Meseches Ksubis, and we're going to pick up from the very bottom of Nun Tesom we're going to quote the Mishnah, three words of the Mishnah, which was, Imhaya Makira. Our Mishnah had listed obligations that a wife has to her husband. All right? Now, we said that she's obligated to nurse their child. If they have a baby together, she's obligated to nurse their child. What happens if they get divorced? So the Mishnah had told us that if this child recognizes the mother, which means the child it needs the mother in order to survive, to keep nursing him, the husband, the, the father of the child, not the husband because they're divorced, the father of the child has to pay his ex-wife now like she's a wet nurse. And if he pays her, then she's obligated to feed the child. She can't say, no, 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 I'm off to Bermuda. You know, I'm out of here. I'm going on vacation. I don't care about the kid. It's your responsibility. If he's offering to pay her, she's obligated to nurse. All right, here we go. Let's get on to today's daf. Top of page 60, daf samach. Says the Gemara. Ad kama. This is beautiful. Ad kama means, at what point in a baby's life does it begin to recognize its mother and attach itself to its mother? Because you, you're not going to say about a five-hour-old child that it already recognizes and needs its mother's milk as opposed to a wet nurse, right? There's many babies, you give them formula from the moment they're born, you give them nutrition from somewhere else, they don't, you know, they're not reliant on their mother, they don't need their mother to nurse them. Sa'ad Kama, at what age do we say, can the father say to the mother, they're exes now. Uh, what does the father say to the mother? Listen, you've been nursing this baby for so long, it's Makira, the baby needs you. So I'll pay you, but you need to nurse this child. Okay? At what age? Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, Amar Rav, Yirmi Baraba, Amar Rav. It's going to be a good, it's a fun daf today. Here we go. Uh, it's always a fun daf, but it's going to be a lot of fascinating uh, new conversations. Rava says, in the name of Rabbi Baraba Marav, once the baby is three months old, okay, call it about 90 days or so, 89, 90, you know, 88 to 90 days. So now it's considered recognizing the mother and the, the father pays the mother, the mother is obligated to feed the child, nurse the child. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, no, it's even, he's being more strict. He says, once the child has reached 30 days old, now it's Makira the mother, now we recognize the mother, and the mother has to feed the baby. It's 50 days. Okay, so interesting, we have 90 days, about, like three months. We have 30 days, and now we're getting 50 days. The is, once the child has reached the age of 50 days old, it is now called Makira, it now recognizes its mother, and if they get divorced, the, the father will pay the mother. The, mother's, the, the mother could be coerced to nurse the child. Says the Gemara, I, I understand Rav's opinion of three months. And Rabbi Echanan's opinion of 50 days, but according, now, why does that make sense? Because different children, as Rashi explains, different children develop to the stage of Makira, you know, sometimes by 50, sometimes by 90. What he's saying is practically we see that. We see that practically. Elul Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, ki gavna mi mishkachasla. He says, 30 days, you're not going to find that anywhere, where a 30-day-old baby needs its mother and it won't go for anything else. It's too young. It's too young. When Rami Bar Yecheskel came along, before we, we I move on to the next statement, I don't have this idea fully developed, but I believe there's a beautiful message here as well. When you think about babies nursing, to think about us in our own lives and attachments that we create, it's very important to create attachments in, in specific ways at earlier stages. Otherwise, it's very hard to break a habit. Rami Bar came and he said, Don't listen to how my brother Yehuda is quoting Shmuel. 
Don't don't listen to that idea of thirty days. Hachi Amar Shmuel, because Shmuel doesn't hold that it's in uh, you know that there's a set number of thirty days. Rather, Kol Zman Shemakira. You know you know what Shmuel really holds. Shmuel says it depends on the kid. Depends on the kid. If a kid recognizes the mother, you see the kid recognizes the mother. Then the mother has to feed the child. If you see the kid's not dependent on that specific woman, so then she's not obligated. Now, the Gemara is going to explain. How do you know this? How do you know now? If a kid, the kid can't talk, he doesn't speak English, doesn't speak Hebrew, the kid doesn't talk. So how do you know? Says the Gemara, There was a woman who came in front of Shmuel. Now, apparently, as it relates to our case, she wasn't interested in nursing her baby. Omar the Rav Dimi Bar Yosef. Shmuel says with Bar Yosef, Zil bedaka, go check. Go do a test. <laughs> so now it's like this. She's saying, my kid doesn't need me. See, the, what the Rav say? Shmuel said, okay, let's go. Check it out. Now, how is he going to check it out? So listen to this. Alzal Aisva bedare dinashe. He, what do they call it in the... Uh, with you know, when police are trying to find a suspect, they make like a lineup of pictures, and you have to identify. I forgot what that's called. Uh, what's it called? Uh, you, you know, a lineup. A lineup. You make a lineup. Okay. So he lined up a bunch of women. Vishakle lebra. He took the baby. And the baby was put in front of this lineup of women. Kimata legabam. They they reached the mother. This woman. The child didn't stop looking at her face. In other words, you get to the mother, the baby's looking at the mother, they move on to the next woman, the baby's turning back to look at the mother. The baby just won't look at the mother. She turned away her eyes from him. She didn't want to look at him. You know how you really know somebody? By looking in their eyes, right? So she looked the other way. Amar he said to her, Pick up your eyes, and now you're obligated to go nurse your child. Your child obviously need, is, is recognizes, your child obviously has this connection with you. And therefore, if your, husband, if your ex-husband is willing to pay you, you're obligated to nurse him. Says the Gemara, okay, fine. Now we get which check to do, how to check it out. But what happens? Summa mina yada. What happens if the baby's blind? If the baby's blind, how do we know if the baby's attached to the mother? Amaravashi, Berecha Ubataima. A baby who's blind will still pick up on the smell and the taste of the milk of the mother. So that's another test you could do. If a baby gets comfortable with this with the smell, or you could have multiple women nurse the child, and then you'll you'll be able to notice which milk the child's most comfortable with. Tanarab on the rabbis learn so should we. Listen to this fascinating uh, b'risa. Yainik tinaik v'hailich. A mother could continuously nurse her child until what age? Ad esen barbachedish. Until 24 months. Until 24 months, you're permitted to nurse your child. Mikan ve'elach. After 24 months, ki yainik sheketz. It's like a, it's like a, a creepy crawly creature nursing from the mother. Now this is just an expression of it's, it's frowned upon. It's not appropriate anymore for a baby that's over two years old to be nursing from the mother. Divi Rebbe this is Rebbe opinion. Rebbe Shua, Rebbe Shua says no. Afilu arba even four or five years, until age four or five, is appropriate to nurse a child. However, everybody agrees. Let's say this child was nursed, she stopped, and we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation how long you stop, what's considered stopping, but, but you stop nursing. To restart later on, everybody will agree is incorrect, once the baby has reached age two, right? So until age two, certainly is the proper age for, uh, for a child to nurse. I just wanna mention something over here. You know, nowadays, we have baby formula. I think, I don't know if there's a shortage still, right? There was a whole thing with shortage of baby formula. Maybe there is, you know, but they, there's, they've come out with nutrition and formula for children. In the times of Gemara, they had formula. 
Not a formula. They may have had, you know, other sorts of uh, mushed vegetables or something that you try to you try to feed a kid. But children were were dependent on their nutrition from parents, and people didn't have the uh, wick and all the government uh, subsidies to pay for milk and cereal and all these things. So very often in this era, it, it made a lot of financial sense for women to nurse their children longer. It made more uh, financial sense to, to keep going in their, uh, in their nutrition. So just notice, you know, this, the, you, you could, we could understand why people would, would want to be nursing their, uh, their children for a longer amount of time. But let's keep going. We're going to keep going in this, uh, in this topic. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us, After two years old, Rabbi Eliezer said, it's like you're nursing a Sheketz. It's something that's, that's uh, disgusting. It's something that's frowned upon. Is that true? For a mini Alaska contradiction, here we go. I would have thought a woman's milk is considered Tomei. It's considered impure. I'll tell you why, Vidinhu. Out of logic. Logic would say that a woman's milk, which by the way, cow's milk is milchig. Because the Torah says you're not allowed to cook an animal with its a mother a milk, like the mother goat with its meat. That's how you know you can't have milk and meat together. A woman's milk is parv. Okay? Woman's milk is parv. Doesn't say in the Torah that there's any sort of uh, issue of milk and meat with human milk. Okay, but be it as it may, says, well, I'll tell you logic. Just like when you have an animal where it's not tame when you touch it. If you touch uh, an elephant, a non-kosher animal, you don't become tame. All right? But still, the halacha is where machmir on its milk. All right? So um, the the milk is going to be aser. Adam shechmarta b'magai, a person where you could become tamei by touching a person who's alive. Let's say you have a woman who's a nida, and and your person touches a nida, so you become tamei. Ain't I din shemachmer How much more so should we say that uh, that you're not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to drink its milk? Maybe a woman's milk is not even kosher. Forget parv, maybe it's treif. Talmud Leimar, Torah says, Esagomal ki male gerahu. A camel's not kosher, because it, it, it chews its cud, but it doesn't have split hooves. Hu Only these non-kosher animals' milk, like the milk of a camel, is non-kosher, which is why we have such stringent laws when it comes to dairy. However, the milk of a human is going to be permitted to drink. Yachol, I might think, this, this excludes milk, because it's, you know, milk doesn't include every non-kosher animal. Some non-kosher animals have milk, other non-kosher animals don't. But don't exclude blood, because it's not, it, it, it's not something which is shavabakol, right? As we know, blood is treif. We'll call it, the treif is not really the right word, but we're going to use the treif here as not kosher, okay? So, uh, uh, blood of a kosher animal, can you eat it? No. Blood of a non-kosher animal. Can you eat it? No. So I would think it, it, the same thing's true with all blood from humans. Talmud Leimar who? Therefore the Torah says, Who? Who tamei ve'ein dama hachishtayim tamei elatar. The blood of a human is not tamei, rather it is tahar. The Yomar of Sheishas. And Rav Sheishas says, Afilu mitzvah prisha ein bai. There's not even like a stringency. The rabbis don't even say to, uh, to separate from it. Okay? Now we know. What's the connection over here? Where does milk come from? The bloodstream. That's where a woman's milk comes from. So the bottom line is, we see that there's no issue whatsoever with human milk. It's completely kosher. It's kosher. It's parav. Beautiful. So ask the Gemara, what's your whole deal a woman can't nurse her child after 24 months. Rebbe Liezer, you got to stop nursing a baby? Why, what's the problem? I understand. Is the milk kosher? It's kosher. Why, anybody could drink it. I don't care how old you are. All of a sudden you got to stop? What's the logic for that? Says the Gemara like Kasha. 
Ha de parish, ha de lai parish. It depends whether the milk has already been taken out, been taken out of the breast. Okay, when it's been taken out of of, uh, see when it's removed straight from the woman. Nobody's going to, it, it never had a moment of leaving, then it's not going to be a problem. Once it comes out and it's been bottled up, we'll call it, that's where you're going to have the, um, that's where, I'm sorry. When do you say that it is mutter, that it's permitted once it's been taken out of the body? When it's bottled up, then it's going to be allowed, answers the Gemara. However, where do we say that once you're two years old, it's not allowed? You're not allowed to, the, the baby is not allowed to remove the milk straight from the mother. But once it's out, everybody agrees it's okay. But to drink straight from the mother, that you can't do. Okay. Says the Gemara, one second. One second. Lost the place, sorry. V'chilufa badam. I'm sorry, not one second yet. The Gemara says, by the way, the opposite is true when it comes to blood. This is very interesting. And that is, we just said, once the milk is removed from a woman's body, it's kosher. When the woman, when, when the milk is being is being drank straight from the woman, drunk straight from the woman's body, you're not allowed to do that over 24 months. Says the Gemara. By the way, by blood, it's the opposite. You ever you ever uh, get a cut on your lip and you get blood in your mouth, or a kid a, a, to, a kid's tooth falls out and there's there's blood in their mouth. You get a cut on your tongue, whatever it is. Right? Do you have to spit out the blood that's in your mouth, or are you allowed to just keep drinking it with your saliva? So Gemara says, the milk is the opposite of blood. If a person has blood in their mouth, right? They, they're, they're bleeding inside their mouth. And then that blood uh, gets onto a piece of bread. You got to take the blood off first and then you can eat the bread. However, if the blood is still in your mouth, literally it means between your teeth, Swallow it, swallow it, and there's no concern whatsoever. All right. So by milk, once you're over two years old, not straight from the body. By dam, by blood, when it's still in the body, that's when it's it's permitted to drink. You let a nurse a child even up to four or five years, as long as you didn't stop. Says But we learned in a brisa in the name of Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua, you let a nurse your child um, even when he himself is able to carry loads, which seems to be an older age. He can help out on the farm. Says the Gemara. No, it's not an older age. Same thing. Yeah? Same thing. Then once, once a kid reaches four or five. Now, four or five, which is it? Four or five? Make up your mind. So it depends on the kid. What Rabbi Shua is saying is it depends on the child's strength. Some people, some kids, need the mothers, their weaker, smaller bodies. But if they need the mother's nutrition for longer, the max is five years. Otherwise, if a child doesn't really need this nutrition, then it's going to be up to four years. But be it as it may, the, there's two different times where Rabbi Yeshua expressed this age. One time he said four or five years, one time he said till the child himself can carry on his shoulders. Omar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, you should know, halachak Rabbi Yeshua, we paskin like Rabbi Yeshua. Okay. All right, here we go. Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Rav Merino Soimer. Rav Merino says, Gaineach, if a person is in pain. Person's in pain. What sort of pain? So Gaineach means you're having some sort of chest pain. Pains inside, whether it's from the lungs, from the heart, whatever it is. You're having a little chest pain. So Yainik Chalav B'Shabbos. Somebody who needs, who's in, like having internal Issues is allowed to is allowed to drink milk straight from an animal on Shabbos. Why? Rashi says warm milk from a goat is healing for this type of illness. Okay, when a person is gaineach to drink warm milk from a goat, so you're allowed to drink it straight from the goat. My time. Why? Yainik mafarish kilacharyad, because we know usually you're not allowed to extract liquid. So it should be forbidden on Shabbos. But since to nurse straight from the animal 
is considered a shinoi, it's considered unusual, it's klachar yad, like the back of your hand. So therefore, we're turning it into a rabbinic issue, and, uh, and that's how we're doing our best under these circumstances. And if you have real tsar, the rabbana never made their gzera to drink from the goat in, uh, directly. says, the halacha is like Rebbe Marinus. Tani learned in a brisa. Nachum ishgal yaimer. Nachum ishgal yaseiz. Another halacha in Hilchas Shabbos. Tzinor sha'aluba kashkashim. If let's say you have a tzinor, tzinor is a straw or a pipe. Now this is what what we call in our day and age a gutter, right? Many homes have gutters on a little bit of a slant to schlep everything off the roof. Right? Hopefully it's primarily water. Gutters can get clogged. But he says, if let's say you have a gutter and now it's clogged up. Shalubo kashkashim. Kashkash is straw. So you have straw that got stuck in a gutter. Memachon beragloi betzina beshavas. If you're in an area of privacy, you're allowed to step on it, step on, on the... Is, I don't know if the right word here is probably not sediment, but you get the idea, right? You're allowed to press down so that the straw that the straw that's there is going to move out of the way and more things, you know, things won't be damaged. The inner And you don't need to be nervous about Chol Shabbos, about transgressing Shabbos. My timo, what's the logic behind this? Mesakin kalachar yadhu. Because Mesakin, it is fixing something, but it's fixing something in an unusual way. Now, once you do something in an unusual way, it becomes a rabbinic issue. And when something's a rabbinic issue on Shabbos, when it's going to cause a real financial loss, like goes your The Rabbanan didn't say that it's forbidden. It's permitted when it's going to cause a real loss. Rabbi Yosef, Yosef says, Again, another psak, another ruling from Rabbi Yosef on the laws of Shabbos, that the halacha follows, you're permitted to push down to prevent further financial loss. Okay. Says the Gemara. Pirish la'achar esmer ba'chaydesh v'chazar. Everybody agreed. Once the baby was two years old and she stopped nursing. Kiyonik sheketz. It's frowned upon. It's something that's disgusting. It's like you're nursing a creature. The question is, how long is stopping? A day, a month, ten years, What's stopping? The comma. You stop nursing for three days. Okay, so the baby's already two years old. You stop nursing for three days. You're done. Others say, that Rav Yehuda Bar Chaviva said in the name of Shmuel, uh, in, in front, uh, taught a brisa in front of Shmuel, so they're not quoting Shmuel, but they taught a brisa in front of Shmuel, where they told Shmuel, is three days. So either way, it's three days. The question is whether it's coming from Shmuel, or whether this brisa was taught in front of Shmuel. So stopping is three days. Okay? There's a whole conversation here, whether it was uh, intentional stopping, whether the baby decided not to nurse is a whole conversation here. But uh, if you have more time, you look in there. Okay, here we go. Two lines from the bottom. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Minekes shemez bala. If you have a menekes, a, a, a woman who's nursing, her husband dies. Besaych esr varba during the 24 months. So we discussed if a couple's married, she has to nurse the child. That's her obligation up to 24 months. They get divorced. She no longer has this obligation because she's not the wife anymore. He could pay her and she nurses. What happens if he dies, the husband dies, the father dies within 24 months? So then, this woman is not allowed to get married. She's not allowed to get married. Top of Amud Bez. Ad Esim Chaydish for 24 months. Okay. Now the issue over here is, if a woman were to become pregnant while nursing, her milk very often spoils, doesn't taste good anymore, and that's going to cause a detriment to the child of her first husband. All right? Divrei Rabbi Meir, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda says, once the baby is 18 months old, 
Granted, usually you can go up to 24 months, but once the baby's 18 months old, you could say, you don't really, the baby is not dependent on it anymore. All right, and we'll see why he's choosing 18 months. Amr of Nasan Bar Yasef, Rezim Bar Yasef says, Hain Hain Devir Be Shamai, Hain Hain Devir Be Sil. You should know this machlaikas between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda is also, a mach, is also the same machlokas as Beishamai and Beishilo. How do you see that? Shebeishamai oimrim esmer b'chaydesh, Beishilo mishman esmer b'chaydesh. Beishamai says 24 months like Rav Meir, and, and uh, Beishilo says 18 months like Rav Yehuda. Amr of Shemim Gamliel, Shemim Gamliel says, Ani achriya, I'm going to establish uh, and call, uh, you know, declare the machlekes that l'divrei ha'emir esmer b'chaydesh, if you hold that it's 24 months, muteres nasi b'esem ve'echer chaydesh. She can already marry after 21 months. In other words, according to the opinion that she has to nurse for 24 months, she can already remarry after, 20, after the baby's 21 months old. She can always marry three months before she stops nursing. Why? In the first trimester of a woman's pregnancy, the milk doesn't go bad. And therefore... If you hold that the issue is the baby needs to nurse up until a specific age, so do the math. You have three months after marriage at minimum until uh, till there's any sort of risk for the child. Amar Ula, Ula says, that she's a lottery marry after uh, 18 months, which means, like we said, 15 months. Rav allowed me to uh, marry a woman when her baby was 15 months old. Now the Gemara is going to tell us a, uh, a, a Misa story. had a sharecropper. Now a sharecropper is somebody who worked the field and would take a specific percentage of the produce. He came in front of Abaye, his, the owner of the field. Omar Lehi said to him, Am I allowed to marry a woman who's nursing and her baby's 15 months old? Well, we know whenever Rebbe and Rebbe Yehuda argue, the Allah is following Reb Yehuda. Now, Rebbe Yehuda is the one who said uh, 18 months, and we said in his opinion, yeah, that 18 months really means 15 months, because it takes three months for it to spoil. Also 15 months. Yeah, Ravchina allowed me to marry after 15 months, all right, and, and uh, which was a real marriage, which means we moved in. Now remember, what was the sharecropper's question? He wanted to do step one of marriage. Is the couple living together during Arison? No. So there's no chance of pregnancy. So he says this sharecropper, first of all, even to fully move in with Nesuin should be okay. You are asking me about Arison. Could you put a ring on her finger? Of course, no problem. It's 15 months, no problem. When he came in front of Yosef, now Abaye said clearly there's no issue. Abaye now came in front of his beloved Rebbe. Rebbe Yosef was Abaye's Rebbe. Came in front of his Rebbe. And Omar Leh, his Rebbe said to him, Rabbi Shmuel, Darmi Tarbayu, Rav and Shmuel say, you got to wait 24 months, by excluding the birthday, the day of birth, and besides the day of Arison. So it's 24 months from the second day of the baby's life until you're able to put a ring on her finger. So Abaye ran after the guy, three parsa, which is a uh, nice uh, a chunk of land. Some say that it was a, uh, a parsa of, and he was running in the sand. Try running in the sand. It ain't easy. Takes you triple the amount of time. And he couldn't, uh, he couldn't catch him. He couldn't find him. So he wanted to go back and change his psaq, because his Rebbe just said, that the 15-month thing really is 24 months, because ultimately that's what Rav and Shmuel Paskin. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi said, Hai milso damar abonan, afilu biyata bekuchta, afilu biyata, even an egg, bekuchta with a, with kutach, which is like a dip, loy lishri inish makam rabbi, a person should not permit in his Rebbe's presence. Okay? Now, you'd assume, what's the issue? It's kosher. 
says even you know even a small thing, if a person has a rebbe to to speak to and 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 uh, talk it through with, you shouldn't give a ruling on your own. Not because of afki ruse, which is you know a a, a, a lack of respect. Because you're going to lose your siyata deshmayim psak. This is amazing. When somebody's supposed to be the one to give a ruling, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives you the siyata deshmayim to give the right ruling. If it, you're not the one who's supposed to be given the psak, your Rebbe is there, he has the siyata deshmaya, so you could have smicha from today to tomorrow. Zip it. I knew that Rav and Shmuel held this, but for whatever reason, I didn't have the schus when asked. Why not? Because my Rebbe, was, uh, you know, I had the chance to discuss with my Rebbe, and I, and, uh, and I didn't. Very, very powerful. Tanu Rabbana, the rabbis don't so shui nasna benadliminake. So I give maltoi. Let's say this woman, remember we're in a case now where a woman's husband dies within 24 months and she gives the baby to a different woman to nurse. She gives him to a wet nurse. I give Or she puts him onto solids. She weans him off of nursing and now he's on solids. I mace. Or the kid dies. Muteris dinasamiyat. She can eat right away. So this 24 months while she's nursing, is what she's supposed to do. However, let's say the baby's not nursing for her anymore. She doesn't eat her. Let's say he's eating salads. So then, let her marry right away. There's no concern that the baby, she's not nursing him anyway. So what are you going to, why can't I marry? Because the baby's not getting nutrition. The baby's getting nutrition. He's not dependent on me. Rav Papa of Rav Huna Rav Yeshua suffered the Mevat of Dokiya Masnisa. So Rav Papa and Rav Huna Rav Yeshua want to do like this Brisa and allow women whose babies were less than 24 months and they weren't, you know, and they were nursing from a different woman or, or on solids to, they were going to allow these women to remarry. Umrah lahu ahi safta. So then uh, an older woman said to them, you should know I had this in my own life. And Rav Nachman said, you still got to wait 24 months. Says, is this true? But Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, uh, allowed when this happened to to women in the house of the Reish Galusa, he allowed them to uh, to remarry within twenty four months. So Amar Luhu Rav Papi. So Rav Papi said, Tanya, but you yourselves couldn't. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Yeah, they say, um, um, I. Yeah, I skipped a line. Says Gemara, is it true? That you're allowed to remarry. I'm sorry. One, one second. Rav Papa, where are we up to? We're up to Ini? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me get my head back in the game. I'm sorry. Rav Papa and Vunabay Yeshua said they want to give a psak. A woman who's no longer nursing her baby because there's a wet nurse can remarry. So he said, is that true? But, uh, and, but a woman said no because Rav Nachman didn't let me. So he said, Ini, is that true? But Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman allowed the women in the house of the Reish Kalusa to remarry when there was a wet nurse. So we're answer, Shani Reish Kalusa, Delay Hadri Bahu. In the house of the Reish Kalusa, if you hired a, a wet nurse, she would follow through completely. Other people, <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever hire a, a cleaning help in their house or something? Yeah, it's not always so predictable that they're showing up. So a regular person, if you have a woman, just because she hires a wet nurse, she can go remarry? No, because what happens if a week after the wet nurse says, oh, it's been nice nursing your child, but I got a new job. So now the baby is now uh, dependent again on the milk of the mother. The problem is the mother, the mother can't nurse the baby because she's remarried and she can become pregnant. So therefore, um, th- that's why Rav Nachman didn't allow this woman to remarry. Except there's an exception. If you know for sure. You know, for a fact that they're not going to uh, back out, like you're in the Reish Galusa, then we'll allow you to remarry. Okay. Says the Gemara. Amalu Rav Papi. Rav Papi said to Rav Papa and Rav Huna, who wanted to permit it, he says, Couldn't you have figured out that's the halacha for the following b'raisa? If you have a woman who's always going back to her father's home, or 
there's anger in her husband's home. You know what this means? They were separated. You have a couple that's separated. They're not getting along. And then the husband dies. Or you have a couple. They're married. The husband's locked up in prison. And then he dies. Husband goes overseas. Her husband is extremely sick or elderly to a point where his body is not capable of having relations and it's not possible for her to become pregnant. Or let's say she's an Akara. She, she's not capable of having children. She's barren. Uzkena, she's elderly. Islandess, she's an islandess, right? She's reached the age of 20. She hasn't brought upon the, the signs of female maturity. She's not able to have a kid. She's sterile. Ukatana, or she's a katana at an age where she's not yet capable of becoming pregnant. Or let's say you have a woman whose husband died, she was pregnant, and then she has a miscarriage. Or a woman who's not capable of giving birth. We know physically, whatever, she doesn't have a uterus, whatever it is, she's not capable of having a child. All these people still need to wait three months before marrying somebody else. Wait three months, why? Because she might be pregnant? No, not no chance. All these cases, the woman's not pregnant. When it comes to decrees, we're paskening, we rule like Rav Meir and his decrees, which means everybody needs to wait three months. Now, what were the cases that we gave? Yeah? You have a woman who's not nursing. She's not allowed to remarry. She's not allowed to remarry. Why would you, Rav Papa and Rav Huna, allow this woman to remarry? Can't do that. Okay? The same way, meaning, he's saying like this, the same way you need to wait three months before remarrying, even when it's impossible. If there's a decree that you need to wait 24 months, you got to stick with that decree. Even with a wet nurse. Even with a... A decree is a decree. That's how it is. What's your logic to be different? Amrulay, they said, you're right. Lav adaitin. That brysa wasn't on our minds. Okay? Now, why does the Gemara need to mention this? The greatest of the great, Rav Papa and Rav Huna, Rav Yeshua, there were times they didn't know everything. <laughs> How much more so us? It's always worthwhile having chaverim, have friendship, having chabrusas, having people who we could learn with, bounce ideas off of, because there's times where either we don't know, we forget, and... That's the that's how the Rabbanu Shalom made it purposely, so we so we could come together as a community. And the only way to really exist and function properly is when we have each other. What is the bottom line halacha, which we're going to change? But the Gemara now wants to give a bottom line halacha. Say, so you know what the bottom line is? Mutter. If the baby dies, a woman's allowed to marry within twenty four months of the baby's birth. Gemaltai. If the baby's alive but eating salads, usher, she cannot remarry. Even if the child passes away, it's also usher. Why? What's the issue? Baby's not here to eat. You can have a woman who so desperately wants to remarry, she's willing to hurt her own child to the point of death. And there was actually a situation where a mother was so desperate to, to uh, marry another man. <coughs> and it was this child holding her off. And she ended up killing her own baby. So the halacha is, you have a baby, automatic 24 months, whether or not this baby is alive. The lahi says the Gemara, this story doesn't show anything. This woman was a nut. She was a loony. Delay of the nashi, no, uh, a woman's not going to do the chankan benayu. No woman's going to go choke their kid. And therefore to say that because it once happened, everybody now has to wait automatic 24 months for the birth of their child is not a reason to change the halacha. Okay? And bottom line is, we're going back to our original halacha. We said, if Nabuch, you have a woman whose child passes away, She's allowed to remarry. A woman whose child is on salads is not allowed to remarry. Okay. 
Tana Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis are Rishanos, Nula Bein Lonik. If let's say a woman is given a child to nurse, if you hire a woman to nurse your child, you know what that means for her? She can't nurse anybody else's kid. Sometimes you send your kid to daycare, playgroup. A woman's watching five kids. Okay, a woman maybe could watch five kids. If I hire a woman to nurse my child, she's not allowed to take other kids into the nursing group. It's just your kid. Even her own child, she's not allowed to nurse. Pascha Kima. Um, if let's say you're not getting paid a lot, okay? She still, uh, she still eats a lot. Which means, well, we'll get there in a minute. Okay. Apparently, the um, apparently the parents of the child that hired the wet nurse would give food so that the body of the wet nurse will have proper nutrition. He says even if the parents don't give you so much food, you got to eat well to make sure that you're upholding your end of the deal. And while you're hired as a wet nurse, you're not allowed to eat anything that's not good for. Baby's milk. Says the Gemara, You said you should not let her nurse her own kid or another kid. If you can't nurse your own kid, how much more so can you not nurse somebody else's kid? Why is it necessary to mention that? Gemara says, I would have thought to say, You know, her own kid, she's not allowed to nurse because that kid will be taken care of anyway. She'll make sure ultimately that, um, you know, there's, there's a, you know, her, her baby's taken care of as well. Avo ben Chaverta, but another person's child who she's hired to be a wet nurse for. Yeah, if there's no, uh, unless there's extra, she's not going to give it to that uh, kid. Therefore, Kamashla, and therefore lets us know that both her or another child as well are not allowed to, uh, she's not allowed to uh, continue to nurse them. Um, there you go. Yeah. There you go, Robert. That's that's how it is. You, you need a right when very often when a person has multiples, when they have multiple children, you know, and sometimes there's some women even for single, single children, they just you know their bodies just aren't producing. This is what we do for our kids. This is you know you got to make sure they get the uh, proper nutrition. Okay, here we go. Then the Bryce said, "Pasco kima, achelas harbe." If the parents only give her a little bit of food, she still needs to eat a lot of food. Mehecha. Who's paying for that extra food so that your baby can get more milk? Amr of Sheshes, Mishalah. Okay? Mishalah means she's got to spend her own money. Ah, it's your baby. All right, but I'm paying you a set amount. So let's say I'm paying you uh, $20 a day. Plus Honey Nut Cheerios. If you agree to the $20 a day and my baby needs more than you, you know, you got to eat more than honey and Cheerios. You got to also eat all your uh, nutritious uh, pomegranates and avocados and everything else that, uh, you know. So that, okay, so you agreed for that. That's it. You agreed to it. That's it. So uh, you agreed to the $20 and you got to eat your pomegranates and avocados to make sure you're good. Um, and while she's nursing, she can't eat anything that is detrimental for the child. My Ninu, what sorts of foods are detrimental when nursing a baby? Amr of Kahana. Of Kahana says, here you go. We're going to give you a, a list for women who are nursing to stay off of. Kishos, v'chazes, v'dogim kitanim v'adama. All right. Usually kids eat adama. Usually kids eat earth. Yeah. But um, apparently there was a certain, there was specific types of soil that uh, it was considered to have uh, considered to have nutrition. So she wasn't allowed to eat hops or certain grains or small fish and earth. Even squash and melons is not good for you. Even uh, early growth shoots from trees and dates that aren't ripe yet. Ravashi Amar Afilu Kamcha Vaharsana. Even Kamcha and Harsana. Kamcha and Harsana were these various dips that were made out of uh, dairy. I'm sorry, uh, uh, um, Kamcha was dairy. The Harsana is 
some sort of, I think it's some sort of oil that comes from a fish. The reason why they're bad for you is some things actually um, cause the body to produce less milk, and some of these foods cause the body to uh, uh, make the milk taste bad. The milk no longer tastes good. So you, you made a deal. You got to uh, uh, uphold your end of the deal. And uh, if, if you don't eat the right foods, you're not upholding your end of the deal, right? And uh, to make this practical, you know, when a person goes to work, it's important to get a good night rest and to make sure a person's prepared for the, for the day ahead. Make sure you show up on time. Make sure that uh, you're not sleeping two hours. So you, when, when you're signed up for a job, you got to make sure you show up to the job prepared and you're eating, you're eating properly because that's the, that's the expectation of the person that, uh, that hires. Robert's here asking on the, um, on the group, Robert's asking if uh, these are hearts of palm. I don't believe so. I believe that it, this, when um, seasonally these date palm trees would grow very soft, like uh, green shoots that just grow off, uh, grow off the tree that are soft. So people would nibble at them and suck on them for nutrition. But I think it's just, it's, it's kind of like a, a grassy type of thing as opposed to uh, hearts of palm. Okay. Says the Gemara, Now we're now going to get into things that women do that impact their children once we're talking about nursing and milk. Different things that parents do that impact the kids. Here we go. If a couple has intercourse, they have relations, in a house of milling. Okay? So that can impact uh, a, a person's uh, physical, I, I, I believe it's just like, uh, like, like physical abilities in in their, um, I think it's their stamina. Rashi gives a word for it. He says, Neiflin Mechelik can become stricken by an illness, Shemoi Pishion. Fishion is some. I believe it's it's something that that uh, you know causes a lack of of um, balance within the baby. The Mishamsha al Ara, if a couple has relations while lying, what is that? It's uh, okay. Reb Robert is saying ep- epileptic children. Okay, similar. Okay, um, the uh, the Mishamsha al Ara, if they if a woman conceived through relations that took place on the ground on earth. Havalah b'nei shemute. So, b'nei shemute, Rashi says, aruche tzavar. They'll have a long neck, v'humum. And it's a type of blemish. It's gonna, it can impact the body, and then specifically in the neck area, to look funny. The darcha al-rima dechamra. If you have a, um, a woman who walks, on the dung of a donkey, havala b'nei gir donei. So the, the children are will have b'nei gir donei. Rashi says either that the children will suffer from air, from hair loss. Sa'arais raishai, the hair of the head will uh, will fall off, or garais. Um, Rashi also says it can also be balgarav. Balgarav. Is uh, is to have some sort of uh, ailments on the skin, okay? The achla chardula, a woman who eats mustard, havala b'nei zalzalane, so her children are going to have a very large appetite. The achli tachle, a woman. Uh, this is this come up. Remember in Erevin uh, specifically, but other places as well. Tachle is cress. Havala b'nei dolphine, her kids will be b'nei dolphine. Rashi says, um, <clears throat> The eyes will constantly water. She'll have children with, with watery eyes. A woman who eats small fish. Rashi says, The eyes will constantly blink. The achla gargushta. If she eats gargushta, gargushta, Rashi says, is adama arzila obala. She eats some sort of earth mixture. Havala b'nei mechuari. She'll have children that are mechur, that don't look good. 
Dishosya Shikra, a woman who drinks beer, Havala Bene will have dark skinned children. Da'achla Bisra, Vishosra Khamra, a woman who eats meat and drinks wine, Havala Bene, top of tomorrow's daf, Barye, will have children who are Barye. Barya means healthy. She'll have healthy kids. A little, some meat and some wine while, uh, while a woman's expecting is, uh, is healthy for, is good for robust children. Ta'akhli beye, a woman who eats eggs. Havala b'nei enone, she'll have children who are eyes. Now what does it mean children who are eyes? Rashi says, top line, enehem g'dayles, they'll have more pronounced eyes, larger eyes. Ta'akhli kavre, a woman who eats regular fish. Now, before we're talking about small fish, right? We said when a woman eats small fish, so that's when the kids are going to have the eyes that blink a lot. But a woman who eats regular fish, she's going to have children with chen, with charm, with grace. A woman who eats karpasa, celery, she'll have children who are zivsane, which means beautiful, right? Afaya, beautiful. Barta, a woman who eats korbasta, which Rashi says korbarta, which Rashi says is aliandra, which we know as coriander. Okay, bisrane, will have robust children. Before it's all children who just eat a lot. Here we're talking about robust, which can actually be like broad and healthy. Da'achla um, esraiga. A woman who eats esrug when she's pregnant, will have children that smell good. Nice smell. Barte, the Gemara, and we'll end off with this. I'll hold it here for today. Barte de Shavur Malka, the mother of King Shavur. Her mother, okay. Barte de Shavur Malka, the daughter of Shavur Malka, her mother. Which is Shavuot's wife ate Ima Esraiga and they brought her in front of her father Beresh Rechane, and that was like the best smelling thing that uh, that a king can uh, can even have. Yeah, it's like uh, Mamish, you have the best. You eat this in about you have children that Mamish just smell the best. Okay, so a little bit of a uh, little bit of tips from the Gemara of things that women can do and stay away from to ensure a. Uh, uh, proper pregnancy, and also the well-being of their child. All right, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. Bez Hashem, Daf Yomi this week. Uh, we're moving earlier for uh, Minchamarev. Minchamarev is going to be at 7.05 p.m. Bez Hashem. So we're going to do it after that. We'll do after Minchamarev. So if we call 7.45, um, 7.45 uh, Central Time, Bez Hashem will be, uh, will be Daf this week. All right, have a great week, everybody.